Welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda Davis. I'm Linda Davis. Before we dive into God's Word today, just a little about myself. I love Jesus. I love coffee. And I love sharing keys to abundant living. So go grab your coffee and join me today as I talk about the spirit of prophecy. And what does that look like for us? And how do we prophesy? And how powerful are our words? Whether we are prophesying into the will of God or out of the will of God, our words have power and they are moving and shaking the foundations of the earth in one direction or the other, into God's will further or out of God's will farther. Interestingly, in Revelation chapter 19, starting at verse 10, it says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Of course, if you read just a little before this, it says, I fell down before his feet to adore him. And he said to me, don't do this. And I'm paraphrasing here, right? You know, I'm just, I'm just a fellow servant, right? No, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, really kind of indicating, signifying, establishing that Jesus is the Lord of all, right? God, Jesus is the Lord. He's the God of heaven and earth. And so he's the only one we bow down before. His word establishes all things, right? He's the one that on in heaven and in earth is beyond the angels, beyond man, beyond everything that's possibly there. And what he says, that spirit of prophecy will be established on the earth. And what we say through his prompting, through his leading, uh, it can't be stopped. If you jump over to John chapter 15, it talks about the spirit of truth, which is the Holy Spirit will testify concerning the Lord and that he will not speak from himself. So when we prophesy, it's not a matter of just, this is what I want, so this is what I'm gonna name and proclaim, so to speak. I'm gonna tag this, I'm gonna tag that, I'm gonna call that in, I'm gonna call that mine. No, the word tells us that anything we ask according to his will, so if we know what lines up with his will, if we know it's the spirit of truth coming from the Holy Spirit, not speaking from ourselves, we will receive the things which are of the Lord and from the Lord. And then we announce them, we proclaim them as a spirit of prophecy coming forth. And I want to encourage you to say, don't, don't ever say, oh, that's not for me. I can't prophesy. Now there's the office of a prophet, which is a different thing than the gifting of prophecy, having, having uh, flowing out of the spirit of prophecy, the Holy Spirit, Jesus himself. Don't say, I can't prophesy. You can prophesy. You can do what Romans chapter four tells us. You can call those things that, that aren't as though they were. Those things that you know are out of line from the word of God, out of line from God's will, we can call them into line by speaking God's purposes to those things that are out of alignment, out of God's will. Like I said, when I started, we can either speak into going further into God's will, or we can speak pushing things farther away from God's will, 
all through the power of our words, right? We know in Proverbs, it tells us that death and life are in the tongue. That's how much power our words carry. We have to be reminded of the scripture that is in Joel chapter two, but also repeated in Acts chapter two, where it says in Acts chapter two, 17, of course, Peter is speaking here and they're kind of, you know, actually it's right after the Holy Spirit came down in the upper room and they're all speaking in different languages. And of course, some of them are accusing them of being drunk. And so Peter is addressing this. That's what's going on here. And sometimes this is a whole nother point, but we have to recognize prophecy that's being fulfilled because this was prophecy being fulfilled, which is awesome. And sometimes I think we miss that in our own lives. We've had a prophetic dream that maybe the Lord has given us personally. We've had a prophetic word from a voice, a mouthpiece of God, uh, or the Lord, even in the time of awakening, has spoken to us and prophesied into us what he was going to do down the road for us. And And then it almost passes us by sometimes. Like those things actually took place. We didn't even realize it. We didn't even stop and acknowledge it in the Lord, giving him thanks for his faithfulness. And so this is kind of what's taking place here. So I want to encourage you to just look back on your life and say, wait a minute, that's that's already come to pass. I see that over there. This stuff is taking place. And so Peter's standing up with the 11 and he raises his voice. And this is in Acts chapter two, verse 14. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. These are not drunk as you suppose since it is only the third hour of the day. But this, and this is verse 16, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel, right? He goes on to say, and what what was it that was spoken by the prophet Joel? And this is the point, and this is for us right now. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit And on all flesh, I will pour out of my spirit. So God's saying, I will pour out of me, out of the depths of my inner being. I will pour onto you, onto you from directly from his inner makings onto us, onto all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Shall they will prophesy. Let's start opening our mouths. Let's stop hesitating and second guessing and doubting. Is that really God? Is that really God? You know, even if you miss it, God's big enough to cover it, especially if the intention is, I just want to say what God's. Now, if your intention is to self-promote, that's a different conversation. But if you're, if, if you got this stirring and it's edifying and encouraging and challenging in the Lord, it's probably from the Lord. And if it's not, and your heart was in the right place, God's going to cover that. And anybody, you know, I've had the Lord use me to give words to people, and I've always told them, put this to prayer. Don't just take Linda's word for it. Put this to prayer. Ask the Lord to show you, is this the truth? Ask the Lord to show you, because we prophesy in part, right? We know in part, we don't have the full picture. So you always have to go, what, and what does this word mean to me? 
Oh, what does this dream mean to me? What do I do with what I now have knowledge of? And so going back to Acts 2, it says, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Young men shall see visions, which we've talked about a little bit here. And your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servant and on my maid servants, so men and women alike, in this, we're talking the last days here. So this whole thing, while we're, while we're on this a little bit, about men should minister the word and women, you know, God has not anointed women to minister the word. Well, right here he's saying he's uh, calling men servant and maid servant. That's male and female gender, so to speak. He's calling all of them. He's going to pour out on all of them his spirit in those days. It's today. It's now. All of us have a voice. All of us need to rise up and speak the word of the Lord. Speak his plan. Speak his purposes. Whatever, Not your opinion, not what you think, but what the Lord is showing you, what the spirit of prophecy is showing you, the spirit of Jesus is showing you. Because it says, In that verse 18, on my men's servant and on my maidservant, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. They shall prophesy. They, not one, not the other, but they, all of us, we're all placed here for purpose and for reason. It's a powerful moment that's taking place. Peter's pointing out this thing that was already prophesied is coming to pass. And now we're the people that's, that God is going to be using our voices to call those things that aren't as though they were so he can go forward in his kingdom purposes, his perfect plan on earth as it is in heaven. I will pour out my spirit. Pour, not trickle. That's like a rainfall. So, right? When I don't know if they say this in Texas, but... Is that, I live here, but I wasn't raised here. But back where I'm from, the Boston area, when it really rains hard, we say it's pouring out. Wow, it's really pouring out today. And God said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit. It's coming like a rainfall. You know, the kind you don't want to get caught in outside. Like, man, it's really pouring out there. I'm going to wait. Let's not do that in the spirit. When we see that God is pouring out his spirit on all people, on his sons, his daughters, his men servants, his maid servants, on all flesh from his inner, his inner depths. Let's run out there just like a kid runs out in the middle of a rainfall and just soak it all in. Taking every, get saturated in the rainfall of his spirit. And become a voice and a mouthpiece in these last days to call forth what he has already ordained to come to pass. And if we're not willing, if you and I won't go out in the middle of that rainfall, you know what? He, he'll find somebody that will. Because really, the only thing God is looking for is the willing heart and the willing vessel and the person that's willing to open their mouth, regardless of what man thinks. For his purposes, just like that scripture says, that he wants to pour out his spirit. He's wanted to all the way since back in Joel in the last days. Way back then, he was preparing for the last days. This is the hour. He's raising up those that are willing to speak forth all that he has to say. 
all that his heart desires to take place. Prophesy, prophesy in your home, prophesy in your vehicles, prophesy in your workplace, prophesy in the grocery stores. Just release the word of God. If you don't have a specific direct prophecy from God, speak the word of God. Speak those things that aren't as though they were. We are here to declare the will of God. We are here to declare his wonders, his work, his glory, his truth. Releasing the captives from the bondage they have been in for years where freedom can come forth. And it comes with prophecy. It comes with speaking out not only God's word, but his will on the earth as it is in heaven. I'll tell you what, the devil can't stop someone that has the word of God spewing out of their mouth. God is not going to be opposite of his word. And if you're not sure what to say, just grab the word. Just make it a prayer for today. And I'm going to take a moment and give you a few examples of how to do that. But just put yourself or put the person you're prophesying for in that place. There's a spirit of prophecy in prayer. When we grab the word, there's many examples. Of, you know, pray Psalm 91, pray Ephesians 1, pray Ephesians 3, Colossians 3. You know, those are just great foundational prayers that we can start in on and we can put our family in those prayers, ourselves in those prayers, specific individuals, and we start going and rolling in the word of God. I'm telling you, next thing you know, we're going to be praying things we hadn't even thought of praying. And then you'll say that thing and you'll be like, well, where did that come from? That's the spirit of prophecy. That's the Holy Spirit taking over and leading you and speaking things out, which now release his authority to move on behalf of the word we just spoke. Just like himself, in the very beginning, God even spoke before there was movement. Let there be. Let there be. Let there be and there was. Let there be and there was. He was giving us an example. Speak it out. Call it out according to my will. And it will be. And it was. And I want to caution also, don't do that. And then two days later, speak against what you just called in according to God's word, according to God's will. Because when you come and speak against it, you're counteracting what you just released with the spirit of prophecy. Paul says in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 14 to covet to prophesy and forbid not to speak with tongues and let all things be done decently and in order. To covet, that means to earnestly desire, to yearn for, right? So if he's telling us to covet this, there's something to it. There's something beyond just desiring to do it more than what we thought, I guess. So if we're told to covet the spirit of prophecy or told to covet prophesying, what does that mean? Well, we have to seek it out. But ask the Lord. Ask the Lord for the gift of prophecy. Ask the Holy Spirit. Pursue. Um, get relational with him. Spend more time with the Holy Spirit. Open up your word. Ask him for the wisdom of revelation, the wisdom of knowledge. Right? Go to that Ephesians chapter 1 prayer. Just say, Lord, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. I ask, Lord, that you would open the eyes of my understanding so I would be enlightened. I want to know the hope of my calling. I want to know the riches of your glory. I want to know what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards me, Lord. I want to know that. 
I want to know everything that you represent. You're the entire body of Christ. Call them in. Call them in with you. Pray for them too. Add them into this, right? When Christ was raised with Jesus and sat at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places, far above all principality, all power, all might, all dominion, and every name that is named, right? Not only in this world, but in the world to come. I want to have revelation. I want to be enlightened of that, Lord. I want to open my spiritual eyes. That's what that give me. I ask that the eyes of my understanding would be opened. My spiritual eyes would see and understand that I would be granted in my inner self that spiritual knowledge, that spiritual wisdom, that I would keep seeking Jesus. I would keep seeking you, Lord. And I would set aside my self-centered instincts, basically. I would set all that aside, Lord. And my folk write, um, seek ye first in Matthew chapter six, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. So if we pray that, you know, we all get self-centered. It's, it's just that nature in us. And so if we pray, Lord, uh, help me to basically put to death my self-centered instincts, right? To include any possibility, any possibility of immorality, impurity, sinful passions. This is all, this is all Colossians 3. Just, you know, that's what the word says. Help me to rid myself of anger, rage, malice, slander, unforgiveness, gossip, right? Anything that's a sin in our life. Help me to remember I've taken off the old self and I've put on the new self and I'm continually renewed in the true knowledge of the image of Christ. This is all prophesying. Just taking the word of God and flipping it of how you're going to walk in your life. Help. I thank you, Lord, that according to your word, I have a heart of compassion, a heart of kindness and humility, gentleness, that I'm patient, Lord. I have the power to endure whatever injustice and whatever unpleasantness comes, Lord, with a good temper, being even keeled about it. Bearing graciously, Lord, I thank you that I willingly forgive others just as you've forgiven me. I wrap myself in your unselfish love. I thank you that your peace calms me daily. You give place in my heart and my mind and every aspect of my being, Lord, to focus on you. I desire to do all I do in your perfect will with thankfulness in my heart and always in your name, being grateful to you. That's prophesying. And that's simply just the word of God. That's words being released. Words have power. Words have significance and words have effect. Like I said earlier, that's how God operates. That was his example to us. That's how we operate. Let it be and it was. Speak it forth and it is according to his will and lining up with the truth of his word. That's what has to, that's, that's the key component right there. I want to end with this today. We're living in the last days. We are in a tumultuous season, but it's also the time that God said, according to his word, he would pour out his spirit upon all of us, all of us, empowering all of us, simply just the willing vessels to walk in the greatest moment in history of God's kingdom and the greatest level of prophetic power. Why? Because it will be needed to usher in the revivals, usher in that end time harvest, that one final moment 
before Jesus returns in all his glory, every soul that God can possibly bring into the kingdom of God, that's what he desires to do. Rise up, believer. Rise up, man of God. Rise up, woman of God. Rise up, child of God, and proclaim the goodness of the Lord, the power of the Lord, the spirit of truth and revelation and wisdom and knowledge in him, all the world around you, for everyone you come across their path. Speak forth his kingdom purposes by simply speaking forth his word and watch what he does 